polyamory and monogamy or like ambiamorous. I just found out about this. This is when your preference is, is sounds like, like a drug. You don't care. It just depends on the partner. Mm. Um, there are so many different forms, but basically anytime you come out and you say, I am different. It's like coming out of the closet. So when I basically came out of the closet about being polyamorous, like it was rough. And I realized like, hey, I am wired for this. Like, mm -hmm. this is how I am. This is how I've always been. I just didn't know I'm wired for this. Well, recently, and you're not going to believe this, but I met somebody. I can believe it. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I know. Well, you and I have had this conversation privately, <laughs> but like, okay, okay. you know, recently I met somebody who made me believe I could be monogamous again. And the last monogamous I, partner I had lasted about four years, um, three of which were fully monogamous. Mm. And when we split up, I thought that it was just because of his monogamy and my polyamory. But only recently have I come to realize that in fact, there were other factors as mm. well. Welcome to Sexy Time, where we answer your questions about sex, relationships, and everything sexy in between. Don't forget, you can send your burning questions by voice or email to sexytimedlove at gmail.com. That's sexytimedlove at gmail.com. Anonymous questions are welcome. Thanks for hooking up with us today. Now, let's cozy up and join our hosts, Alice and BK Johnson. Hey there. Welcome back to Sexy hey, Time. Hey. Thanks for making us part of your sexy back. day. Oh, mm. I love that. I love that. I love that people are still finding us and reaching out uh, from all over the world. It's, that's really uh, just thank you for being part of our lives. This, this fills me with such joy to just be able to be such I don't know, a part of, of a dynamic, sex-positive community. Mm. It, it means so much. Yeah, special shout-out to Spotify running those things every year because that was a great little gift that they give each year. They, they run some numbers on Spotify to see your audience, and we, we see that we're all over the globe. You know, Philip USA is number one um, for numbers-wise, but after that, it's a high percentage in Philippines, Germany, the UK, Canada, Japan, all these places. So thank you for wherever you're listening. Um, and enjoying your sexy day. Uh, special shout out to our Patreons too. Patreon.com slash Sexy Time Podcast. Would you like to do the honors of giving the roll call, Alice? Oh, well, well, well. We have on our fabulous, fabulous list of amazing Patreons, like a whole bunch of people actually, but we're going to just shout out the shout outs today. Uh, again, we've got lots of tears. Come join us over there on Patreon. And um, we have Monster J, the ever faithful Mark and James and Odessa. Mm. We are so happy to have you guys on board. If anybody wants to join the sexy Patreon train, don't come, don't forget to come on over to patreon.com slash sexy time podcast. There you can figure out how you want to support the show mm -hmm. and how you want to join us if you'd like on things like pillow talk or giving us 
instructions of how to <laughs> run our show if you really want to be our dom. Anyway, um, we have an interesting show ahead. So today we're going to talk about on our lovely little soapbox, we're going to talk about relationship types, actually. Um, mm. I'm not even sure what to call this, really. Like, so we know that sexuality is on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of wanted to talk about the idea that relationship types can also be on a spectrum. And I, I don't know what to call it, relationship types. Like, what is that? We've got like polyamber polyamory and monogamy, or like ambiambrance. M ambiamorous. I just found out about this. This is when your preference is is sounds like, like a drug. You don't care. It just depends on the partner. Mm. Um, you know, we've got it. It's it's kind of it's there aren't that many different types of relationships, really. Um, if you Google it, you get like, what is a seven person relationship called? It's still just polyamory. Um, <laughs> yeah. So if you're not, if you're new here and you're not familiar, obviously we've got monogamy, which is like a relationship that's committed with committed to just one person uh, and polyamory, which is, you know, where you can be either committed to multiple people or you can be not committed to lots of people, or Mm -hmm. you can have, actually, I suppose there are more. Um, It's not really not a relationship per se, when you say ethical non-monogamy, because that that sort of implies that you're sleeping around. Uh, It doesn't necessarily imply that you have relationships with people. You may or may Mm. not. Maybe you have an open relationship where you're married and, you are allowed to have sex with other people, but it's not a like an emotional component. There are so many different forms, but basically we've got like open relationships, polyamory and monogamy, okay. right? Like that's basically like the type sort of, right? I always thought uh, since I, since I realized that polyamory fits me so well many years ago, uh, and started practicing it, I felt like I was coming out of the closet. I mean, it it really had a lot of the same exact um, impacts on me. My parents had a hard time with it. My sister had a hard time with it. I had a hard time explaining it to my brother-in-law. People constantly still, you know, over a decade later, when I talk about polyamory, people are like, either what is that? Or they have these misconceptions. They assume that women are sluts if they're polyamorous. They assume that, you know, you just want to have sex with everybody. Sometimes they think it's all about sex. Sometimes they don't understand. Like there are all these different things and there are all these different hurdles. Anytime you come out and you say, I am different. It's like coming out of the closet. So when I basically came out of the closet about being polyamorous, like it was rough. And I realized like, hey, I am wired for this. Like, Mm -hmm. this is how I am. It's not, it's not, it definitely didn't feel like a choice. And it was like, oh my God, this explains so much about all my past relationships and why so many past relationships ended because I was also in love with someone else at the same time and didn't know how to handle it. And I thought I was wrong. I thought there was something wrong with me. Right. And then when I became polyamorous, I thought, oh, okay, this is how I've always been. I just didn't know I'm wired for this. Well, recently and you're not going to believe this, but 
but I met somebody. I can believe it. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I know. Well, you and I have had this conversation privately, but <laughs> oh, like, okay, okay. you know, recently I met somebody who made me believe I could be monogamous again. And the last monogamous I partner I had lasted about four years, um, three of which were fully monogamous. Mm. And when we split up, I thought that it was just because of his monogamy and my polyamory. But only recently have I come to realize that in fact, there were other factors as mm. well. Um, I've realized recently that dominance is something that is very attractive to me in a way that I wasn't admitting before. And, and this former partner of mine had been in some very dominant positions in his life uh and had some very dominant activities all of which while we were dating he gave up and so that had me question like well was it really about the polyamory or was it maybe that my attraction for him changed um and anyway this other person this other person like i don't know what's going to happen between us because um Things are evolving and his life is very complicated. So at the moment, I'm still practicing my my polyamorous life. But if we are going to be together in the future at mm. some point, um, I'll have to give that up. And, you know, usually when people question me on it, I, I think, oh, you just don't understand. Oh, you're just narrow minded. Oh, you don't get it. But this man, he questioned me on it and it made me stop and think. And it made me go back to a time when I was practicing monogamy and the first time I ever mm. tried polyamory, it actually happened because this man I thought was my soulmate. I like absolutely loved him. Right. I found out he was lying to me and, and I didn't know what to do. And I met somebody else who, who I found very attractive and I decided I wanted to try to date both of them. And I think, subconsciously there was some part of me that was like hey you know uh, if he's going to be lying to me anyway why don't we just make this easy and we can date other people mm. and you know when i first became polyamorous again like it was kind of in reaction to this other guy that i wanted to be with romantically who clearly like wanted to be with me romantically but but wasn't into a relationship mm -hmm. and so i was like well i i guess i'd better sleep with other people so i don't totally fall in love with this guy i need distractions mm. right that's how that started so like every time it started initially it was out of like this kind of self-protection mm. and this guy kind of made me realize like maybe i don't need that um and ever since I met him, like my world has been turned upside down. I, I don't oh. know what to do with myself. Um, and it's causing me to question this whole idea that I'm only wired for polyamory. Because mm. honestly, like if you ask me what I wanted right now, I would say like, let me like burn up my entire life and start afresh with this other guy. Amazing. Like, because. And that's crazy. You've known me for years, right? <clears throat> so, you know, like this is not. This is not how I normally am. So I have recently become convinced 
that in fact, mm, it's not okay. that I'm not polyamorous or that I am monogamous. It's that I'm probably on a spectrum, just like gay and bi and like, just like I've, I've only been with like one woman in my life, right? I'm like, I would call it heteroflexible at this point, but like very heterosexual, but also there's that small percentage mm. of me that is attracted to women. I am now convinced that relationship types are also on a spectrum and that you don't have to be a hundred percent one or the other, which is why I'm finding this other term very interesting. This ambiamorous, ambiamorous, where you like, it depends on whether the other person wants to be monogamous or polyamorous. Like, I love that. Like maybe some of us are a little more flexible with our relationship styles and we're able to go from one to the other and, and function well. Well, what I'm, what maybe. I'm hearing from this is, I mean, this is my thoughts on it. Cause I love what you're saying. And I love Please, that bring it. of saying that I'm sorry, I am, this is more personal I am, than usual. I am different is when you came out of the box. And I love that. Cause it's, okay. cause what you're saying is you're breaking, it's, it's again, breaking yourself out of another box. That's what I hear yeah. again, where it's like, all you're putting yourself in another box of, I am polyamorous and that's it. And I'm built this way. It's like, oh no, don't put those chains on you. Cause of that. It's, it's a spectrum. And we've talked about how often people change and then the waves of everything, you know, like everything can change um, over time for different reasons. And sometimes it's a choice. Sometimes it's something else. Sometimes it's chemical or hormonal or, or just whatever. So there's so many different factors that it, it's really, I didn't think of it going this way either. Cause when we, when the first topic came up as sexual sexuality spectrums, it was, I was kind of unsure. I had to look in to see what people would normally say, what they, when, what they think when they hear that. And a lot of the times it was how much sex you want to have, how many people you want to have sex with. And I think that's mm, the wrong, box. that's the wrong way to think of it. Exactly. I think it's, you are like, you need to think of sexualized spectrum as who you are and what you want to be is much more important than just linking it only to the sex frequency, because there's a big difference between what you want and what you do and need and what you and what you are, you know, I, w- I want I to mean, eat ice cream every day, but it doesn't mean I'm going to label myself and put me in the box <laughs> of like all, well, sorry, I'm an ice cream aholic, so I definitely have to. Now, there are real aholics. Again, there's still that on the spectrum, but you don't put yourself in those boxes unnecessarily. Right. Go ahead. You're going to say oh, something. I love that you brought up ice cream because that, that, that gentleman that, that made me think about all of this. Uh, you loves ice cream? me out to oh. ice cream shops oh. when we when we first met. Yeah, I'm an ice cream aholic like him. But no, wait. So another thing that really, <laughs> really came out from your telling because this is great. I thank you for being so again personal with it. Yeah, um, this is a little because, more personal than usual, and I I appreciate the space that we have. You know. Yeah, but it's it's bringing a lot of interesting points, and I hope everyone listening too gets uh, gets what out what I'm getting out of it. So because it's really interesting, and I do think Thanks, we all can get something and positive from this and learn more about yourself because that is the key. And it's actually bringing up a when you were going through it, I was like, oh, this is a really key point of the part in in my book before you fall of like where I talk about how it's simplifying things to label them and then destroys them through that label. Cause it, mm. and, and it's through that process of simplifying it down to I'm that, or that person's that labeling them as such or creating a label and then destroying them through that. Because it's not, I say it destroy because it's, it ends up being that way from the a- outside perspective, but from the personal perspective, it looks like I think 
it's more what you're talking about, putting them in a box through those simplifying and label it. Oh, you're that? You're polyamorous? You must be this. Oh, you're hetero, you're hom- you're hetero you must be this. You're homosexual? You must be this. You're, you're, um, you're oh, monogamous? You're you bi, must be this. that's another one. You're bi. Yeah, so they like, often think, a lot of people think bi, bi people are, are also yeah, like, like wild. and Like they have no taste yeah, or they yeah, have they no fuck preference. Anything. They yeah. just fuck everybody because they'll, yeah, right. they'll fuck anybody. And that's not true. Not true. I mean, I'm sure it's true of some bi people. <laughs> like, exactly, yeah. but there some anybody are going to be willing to fuck any, everybody. But you know, it's like you know. So I I, know. again, I do think the key comes down to like, and, and that's why I am very like. I mean, I, I you can you can um, simplify and label yourself down to what you want because you have the choice to do so. But I, I love this that you're breaking it down, saying no. You're looking back on your life history, saying yeah, it's okay to do that, but you can always break out of those. That's the great thing where it's like, no, you have no, you have no box set beyond your own box. Is what I'm trying to say. It's like, and it goes for anybody. And that, that's what I think is the best way to describe a sexuality spectrum. Instead of trying to get it down to specific terms. Again, if I was going to do it and I might be off and again, it's a, it's a kind of a work in progress. Obviously I've just heard of spec- sexuality spectrums recently. But like, I think it's. I guess this one would be like a relationship type spectrum. Yeah, yeah. I think it goes both ways, though. If you could, you could change it to sexuality. Gay or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we. Yeah. Straight. I I mean, we those tend to like you know get kind of warped in shape too, and sometimes we can't we can put ourselves in those boxes too, right? Where it's like, oh, I'm definitely that. The gender spectrum, right? Like masculine, feminine, and everywhere in between. And I think it all comes down to focusing more on who you are and what you want to be much more than Mm -hmm. linking it, linking it to something like those sex, gender, or relationship spectrums where it's like, because I love sex. I love relationships. I love the beauties of the different genders on all of them where it's like, hey, those are things that like are great. And I think my biggest pet peeve is putting these simple labels to put us in boxes and say, we know everything about that. And that hurts love, that hurts sex, that hurts relationships, Mm. that hurts genders. And that's what I'm getting from you opening up with this, Alice. So thank you for doing that. I love this. That's basically what I I want to say about it. It's been wild. Like, you know, I think a lot of us are kind of adverse to like questioning ourselves when we feel like we have an identity. Mm. And I just, I'm realizing that the spectrum rather than the label mm. opens up that, that possibility for more knowledge about yourself. I've learned so much about myself through this experience. Will I end up being with him? I don't know. Will I end up being monogamous? I don't know. But, but the idea that I could be has opened up so much possibility in my brain and so much understanding about myself and my past in the same way that, that when I first decided to come out as polyamorous, like I learned about myself and, and how I was Mm. wired. And now I'm learning that that wiring is more flexible than I realized. I love it. This is so great because I think what you just tapped into was the positive thing about the labels. Like I was just talking about the positive side is when you actually do that, you have it up, you have an opportunity to open up so much about yourself by doing that mm-hmm. to yourself and not the only thing that'll hurt you more is judging yourself for putting that label or judging others for putting that label on things and it's like no you're not going to grow from that um so it's the reality of that situation we will do those things we all have pride and we all will do those things and want to label and simplify these things but the positive way is to get to that step instead of destroying or putting or keeping things in the box open up like the opportunity is to open up more things about yourself through learning that yeah because you know 
Yeah. Travel is the same. Yes. I've lived in Japan. I know that now. I mean, people think I'm Japanese now. Where I'm like, oh, no, I'm American. <laughs> 30, 35 years American. I have no Japanese blood in me. I married Japanese blood, but that's a different story. Yeah. But yeah. yeah sometimes, sometimes looks can be dece deceptive. <laughs> um, you know, for those of you, for those of you who are actually ambiamorous, mm. ambiamorous, that's a hard one to say. Uh, I just want to say if you're actually meeting people and describing yourself as ambiamorous, I just want to give you so much love right now <laughs> and all the props because it's hard enough to try to teach people what polyamory means. To oh, try yeah. to like tell people that like you're somewhere on some spectrum of between mo monogamy and polyamory, like that's tough. So maybe I'll just like, you know, in the future be like, I'm mostly po polyamorous. I mean, <laughs> or maybe you can say to people, I'm mostly monogamous. Like, I don't know. And then, of course, you're going to have a fun conversation after that. If I, ever, if I ever did that, became ambiamorous, naturally, not by choice. But you know what I mean? Like if I was just doing that, it would be I mean, the positive side is that it totally opens up. Um, the possibilities of them to get to know you better. I mean, we, we focus so much on the thing like ambiamorous or polyamorous where it's like, oh, no, focus on what it does for you when it opens up. Because when you say that, it gives an opportunity to that person to show they actually want to know more about you or get to understand mm -hmm. what you are. And it's not, not just to understand what polyamory or what ambiamorous is. It's like, oh, when you say that you're ambiamorous, it opens up the opportunity for you to meet people like Alice to say, I want to give you a hug and, and learn this instead of just oh. saying, oh, tell me what ambiamorous is. No, they'll learn it because they want to get to know you. That's the key. Well, and I love it. It's a, it's a good thing, you. I think. Anyway, we are out of time, Alice. We are definitely out and of time. And thank you. Thank good you job. for saying that. It's it's sometimes hard to kind of teach people all the time. And, mm. and I love your I love your positive spin. So so jump out of your boxes today and, and figure out know what could be possible that you, that you haven't realized about your own life oh. and, and the spectrums you might be on i appreciate your positive spin too i think that's why we work well together you you positive spin things that i don't naturally positive spin and maybe i do because to be honest from my point of view and from many people that i know they don't most people think i'm a very positive person but then the ones who get close they're like oh I, there's that dark side we all have dark and light sides so and i don't you know consider okay. myself a positive person so thank you for that. you spin me right round, <laughs> oh, yeah. okay right round mm, yeah 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 like yeah. a like a record baby right yeah, round, yeah. round round right round 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 get in on the party patreon.com slash sex time podcast we'll see y'all later until next week you all stay mm -hmm. sexy you all stay safe and don't get caught in public don't do it Thank you so much for coming along with us on this episode of Sexy Time. The party goes on after each show with unfettered access to your hosts in an uncensored and private live segment we call Pillow Talk. Become a Sexy Time subscriber to join in on the fun at patreon.com slash sexytimepodcast. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash sexy time podcast it is always a pleasure to see you there if you've enjoyed our company and would like to support us be sure to tap that share button and spread the love join us again next week wherever you listen to podcasts for another sexy time until next time this is the mistress of ceremonies sending her love stay sexy